And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, fasting, sackcloth, and dust. These are Israelites, not fanatics. These are expressions of repentance and sorrow. They are not religious looney tunes. These are expressions of humility. These are the actions of hearts that have been ripped up before the holy God and acknowledgement of their shamefulness. Pride and no shame simply means that those people don't care about what God thinks and says. But how can we know what God thinks about an issue? Come on, man. He created the universe. The dude can write a book. Next, they separated themselves from all foreigners. That does not mean they would not engage with or participate with people who didn't acknowledge Jehovah's God. What it meant is that they would not be intertwined with people who worshipped other gods to be separated from their God. They could not afford to allow their hearts and minds to be perverted away from God by the ungodly and demonic influences of the world. Wow. That sounds like a few current denominations and what they're going through right now. And finally, they confess their sins. They confess their ancestors' sins, not to one another, not reparations, but to God. There are passages that talk about sharing our sins with others, but this ain't that. Confession is good for a person. In reality, to hold unconfessed sin is to sap our strength like the summer heat drains our physical power. And when we express the weaknesses we struggle with to God, we move it from a secret place to the altar of God where it should be. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. What a special number that is. Oh, my. You You won't win the lottery. But when you do call 972-445-0770, it's a brilliant moment in your life. You think, why? 
Well, first of all, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Do you know what that's like? When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And that's like when you were a youngster and you heard the ice cream truck come into the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And then you will be... That's a good one, huh? <laughs> Come on, that's good. Did you ever did you have that with the ding, 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 ding? Did they either play music or they played the bells or whatever they played? Yeah, yeah they played like Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, one of the favorite moments of living in Detroit, Michigan, Southfield, Michigan, back in the 60s. Hello. Uh, okay, folks, here's the bottom line. Perhaps you have a thought, you have an opinion, a comment, or a question. Now, I want to point out to you that we do our best to teach the Word of God, to present it, to make it practical. Sometimes that gets uh, more fun than others. <laughs> Sometimes uh, it gets more difficult, but you got to do what you got to speak for the author. And why I point that out to you is that sometimes we have to understand the concept of open rebuke is better than secret love. And that means that it's better to hear it and to process it and to move it through our system than to ignore it. That's one of the things that we want to be able to do. We want to do that with you. We want you to do that with us. We want to do it with one another. In lieu of that, we need to help one another and strengthen one another. And why that's important is because I've had this really heavy, 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 heavy burden for some of the people in our audience that are having just really tough times in their marriages. And they're just really, really afraid. So I just want to kind of stop before I give you the trivia question and pray together for the marriages of the people that listen to the show. Okay? Can we do that? All right. Let's start there. Father, we come before you. We thank you. We praise you. You are the God of peace and the God of comfort. And we know that so many of our listeners, I mean, I get the text, their private text. Lord, I know that so many are really struggling. And the husband and the wives are not always in one mind and one accord. And there's a lot of fear, not just with the world and the worldly, but just the, the fear of being separated or split apart in hearts and minds. We ask for your healing balm. We ask for your grace. We ask for your mercy. We ask that you would help people push past pain, push past difficulties, and stand firm in their commitments to one another. We ask for healings in marriages because it's needed. And the marriage, the marriage vow, the marriage commitment under tremendous attack in our country. Protect the marriages of these people that call upon your name. Be with them in their lives. Be the one that helps them stay united. Please help these people. We passionately plead with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay. All right. Now, I wanted to do that. It's really important for me to get that done. Uh, and so now, having said that and doing that, I'm going to give you the trivia question that we're going to be uh, having the opportunity. Now, if you have a praise report or a prayer request, we want you to be able to reach out to us. You guys already know that. You already know you can call us. You can text us. You can email us. You can do any of that stuff. Here is your trivia question. What was the profession of the apostles Andrew and Peter? Hmm. Hmm. What was their profession? 
Not their confession. We know that. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. We'll probably go a few minutes extra. I have to – have you ever seen uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights? <laughs> Did you see I that? I have. Okay. I was just telling this to my brother. We were talking on the phone. And he had something going on, and he goes, it's like it's not good news, and he's got to talk about it. And, and so, I mean, you know, you support one another. That's what brothers do, right? All right? But there is a scene in the movie. I'm not telling people to watch the movie, so don't stop doing that. I don't, I never, I've never given a movie endorsement except for uh, uh, Fireproof. That's the only movie I've endorsed in 35 years because I endorsed a movie one time, and uh, somebody saw it, and they yelled at me. I don't endorse movies. But in this movie, there's this one scene, and I just want to say it's just the just the one of the funniest things there is. The king is getting news from uh uh the main sheriff guy, and he says, Don't you don't you give me bad news? He goes, he goes, I don't want any bad news. Remember that scene? <laughs> And he goes, oh, he goes, okay, <laughs> Robin Hood of Luxley <laughs> wants to kill you. <laughs> and he just keeps laughing, telling him. I don't know why I brought that up. I just thought it was funny. Anyhow, uh, we do have somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Man, I need therapy. You should see how much work I did <laughs> this weekend. It was just a ton, 145 pages on my, on my uh, dissertation right now, 145. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, send them on through. Let's uh, send them through. Ding, ding, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Eric. Uh, da, da, da. Da, 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 da. How you doing, brother? <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine here. Uh, 146 pages. That's. Uh, I don't even think I could read 146 pages in a weekend. Yeah, and, and what's worse is... I don't know how much of it is good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just ready to defend it. So when I defend it, I'm going to do that tactic. <laughs> you guys have to read it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> All right. Are you ready for the big, yes, big trivia question? Go. All right. Here we go. What was the profession of the apostles Andrew and Peter? Uh, boat operators and uh, sail uh, uh Sailboat operators and uh, fishermen. That is correct, sir. They had Peter, Peter and Andrews rent a boat. <laughs> we'll teach you to deep sea fish. Come with us. Anyway, they were fishermen. Excellent job. How was your Father's Day, by the way? Oh, it was great. We had good good time. Uh, uh, everybody called in and and uh, wished me a happy day, and I wished them a, even a happier day and. So uh, we were all blessed. Yes. That's awesome. That I mean, that is awesome. I always find it amazing because there's you know, now there's a lot more kids, and then the grandkids. Who calls first? <laughs> right? <laughs> who, who calls first? Let's let's place a bet. Who will it be? Who will it be? <laughs> well, it's great to hey, hear when, your voice. When you, when you did that other trivia question on Jonathan, I was thinking maybe this is just a, maybe this is a a, a replay from last week. So ah. I, I threw that text in real quick. Just to see if it was or not, but yeah, uh, you caught me. So all right, uh, no, no, we're we're live. We're we're we're, we're live now. Are we <laughs> alive? I don't know, but we're live. We got that part yes. going. So how's That's Lisa great. doing? By the way, Joy Joy asks, how's Mrs. Eric? How's Lisa doing? Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah, Lisa. She um, 
she it, it was a little bit worse than what I uh, led on to be uh, a while back. Uh, I said that everything's fine. The doctor did an X-ray and all that stuff, but she kept on having pain afterwards. And uh, she went to work, but uh, they told her to go home until she sees the doctor again. So she had another week off or about five days off, and uh, then she got got her um, MRI, I guess it was. Well, scheduled. She hasn't seen, hasn't been there to get her MRI yet. But um, I think she's going to be fine, I, I, especially with all the prayers you guys been doing. So um, we're uh, we're just kind of get the, uh, the the clean bill of health here from the doctor, and and uh, we'll press on and move on and keep going. And I think uh, I think it's all going to be fine. All right, and what what and we'll I, do though? Everybody should keep praying for. Her. I mean, you guys, it doesn't take much to mention Lisa. I mean, it, and I'm not saying that in a negative. It just just doesn't take but ten, fifteen seconds in your prayers. Hey, help Lisa, help her recover. Help. And I, mean, I do really do appreciate it. Matter of fact, I appreciate it so much. The comfort is there, knowing that you guys are praying that I have slacked off myself, and I, and maybe I shouldn't, but I, I just feel like. It's. I, I feel like it's. Uh, it's. It's. It's happening. It's going to happen, and it has happened. Yeah. So, uh, if that makes sense yep. at all. But, yep. Yep. It um, does. But uh, yes, the comfort is there definitely from you guys. Uh, I, you know, knowing that your the audience is there praying for me and them and. All of us. Yeah. All of us are praying for all of us. That so. and that's the key though. That I mean, if you know there's people that have got your back that they're praying for you, it gives you a little bit, you know, there's sometimes I'll petition the Lord and I'll say, you know, Lord, if you're not gonna answer my prayers, how about all those other people? <laughs> it's manipulative, but it's the only thing I can come up with if I'm lacking in faith. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, all those other people are praying too, Lord, you gotta answer them, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> So it's kind of like yeah. it, it's a comfort to take care of one another because we can rely on one another. And that's I think that's really important. And you, you'll never do it perfectly. But just knowing you're there, just knowing that even just you sharing, hey, I got to do a little bit you know, stronger on that. And so on and so forth, that tells everybody that they're they're there, too, in that same space. We all need to do a little better. I mean, that's just the reality. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. I do appreciate it, and you have a great, wonderful rest of the day. All right, you too, brother. Thanks for calling in. All right, bye-bye. All right, God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. All right, one of our buddies. All right. Yeah, we're not going to do our teaching on this. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Uh, I don't know where this show's going. <laughs> hey, this is like all the other shows of late. Uh, all right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone and everything we find. He's the hungry giant. He's the Kevin Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. 
Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time. And we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. On Christ the Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. You know, in that story, I have not told everything about that story. One day I will get into the absolute nitty gritty how that other time where I was chopping it up, I was chopping it and then throwing and small little allotments and throwing it through the door, like throwing pieces through the door and mumbling many things about Christmas and the commercialism. <laughs> That's when you know you've you've kind of lost your, your mind. That's, you know, Christians shouldn't be celebrating this. You know, that's, that's when you, okay. Uh, here we go. What was the name of Abraham's nephew? There you go. Uh, Abraham's nephew. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. What is our phone number? I got to find the sheet with the phone number. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I am about to read a joke that comes from Ginny Johnson. Wow, right? You see, this is how we are now. 
You send a joke in. If it works, Al, Al gave the best answer. I'm going to have to get to it, but Al gave the best answer of the trivia question. I will get to that in a second. All right. Uh, this is originally from, now I know he didn't write it, but it's originally from Dr. Robert Jeffress. Ginny heard this. So because of that, Cordelia and Joanne might have heard this as well. But it's a cute story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. Okay? All right. Here we go. A man was bitten by an animal with rabies back in the time when rabies was also fatal. The doctor had the sad task of telling the man the dreadful news. The doctor told his patient there was nothing they could do but would keep him as comfortable as possible until the end. Then the doctor told the man he strongly suggested he get his will in order immediately without delay and that he would come back and check on him later that day. When the doctor came back to check on his terminal patient, he found him feverishly writing on a paper tablet. The doctor told the man that he was glad to see he was writing down his will. Will, the man replied, this ain't no will. It's a list of people I'm going to bite before I die. Pretty good. <laughs> kind of admit, I'm proud of people I'm gonna bite before I die. <laughs> That'd have been me. <laughs> I'd have done that. <laughs> seems seems appropriate. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the name of Abraham's nephew? Uh, Al has given the best answer, not the first one, but the best answer. And uh, we'll get to that. If anybody does call in, we'll go from there. What is the call-in number? 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So let's do this Nehemiah portion. So this portion is actually pretty cool. And, I, you know, I, I, I can't do these uh, the way that they deserve to be taught. So I, I can only communicate the best I can. Nehemiah 9-1. On October 31st, the people returned for another observance. This time they fasted and they dressed in sackcloth and they sprinkled dust on their head. So the people had come back to have another assembly. And there are times when you come before the Lord, and we've talked about this in the past, and we will again in the future, that you come before the Lord, and there's a time to come into the presence of the Lord dancing and and singing and and uh, whatever the, you know, I mean, I understand that everybody's super dignified now, but in the days where they were really close to God, they didn't. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> so David came in tambourine, and he's, you know, flaying off his clothes, and he's dancing with all his might and all his strength, and people are like, Okay. I mean, if that happened now, people would think there's the loony, loony bins going on, okay? But see, that's the problem. The problem is that the passions have been reserved for either the bedroom or sports, and the, you can't have them for the Lord. That's like, really? That's just so dumb. And so these people come, and they, they, they are coming in such a way, they're bringing themselves before the Lord. And the first thing they're doing is they're, you know, they're, they're fasting, okay, uh, which I, I just want to point out that fasting— is a lost art. And I've mentioned that before. It's like to do without. To fast means to go without. So you can fast coffee, you can fast tea, you can fast soda, you can fast whatever it is. Okay. And people are like, well, that's Lent. Okay. Well, fasting was going on, like, you know, 5,000 years ago. So everybody calm down. Here's what we're trying to say that, that sometimes you come before the Lord and you sacrifice, you give up things. Right. If you were trying to just I want everything to be uh, justice, 
Okay. Well, guess what you're not going to find on this side of the return of Christ? The fullness of justice. That won't happen until the Lord is done meeting out judgment all over the place. You're certainly not going to find uh, justice in the law. You say, well, the, the law is the closest thing we got. No. Divinity understanding is the closest thing we have to justice, and it will never be fully or accurately done without God doing it. It's not going to happen. And it will happen when the Lord sets up his judgment structure. So the people, they come, and they're like, they're fasting, giving, they're being a sacrificial, they're dressing in sackcloth. For those that don't know, think of itchy, itchy sweater, right? And then multiply it by 10. It's like, it's uncomfortable. But they're trying to express an uncomfortableness in this moment, not for 500 years, but in this moment of saying, we are really sorry. We're really not doing very well. And then they sprinkle dust on their head. Could you imagine going into a church? I'm just going to give you this picture. So you go into church, okay, and you got somebody. You wouldn't know that they had been fasting, but they're wearing sackcloth, you know, potato sack kind of thing, and they're grabbing cl clumps of dirt and throwing it up in the air, and it's landing on their head and their hair. You'd think, okay, I'm leaving, <laughs> right? Right? You know, because they are genuinely emotional about their mournfulness. Now, of course, it's substantially different in our day and age because nobody does anything like goes to a football game and dresses up in paint and then wears weird clothing or does anything weird to stand out. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. <laughs> Let's see. But that's a passionate – that's a positive passion. This is a, a, a humbling passion. And these people – these people are to be appreciated because they're expressing humility. They're ripping up their hearts before God. They're acknowledging their shamefulness and their sin. We have an entire movement that's based on pride. That's the exact opposite that God is looking for. He's looking for humility. He's looking for us to be yielded. He's looking for us to be surrendered. That's substantially different. And that's how all of these people were. I pray that's what our country becomes. That would be a good thing. All right. Uh, back to the trivia question, which we will answer. What was the name of Abraham's nephew? And the answer is Lot, or as Al said, parking for parking lot. Or, as the old joke goes, why was Abraham so smart? Because he knew a lot. Okay, the answer is luck. There you go. All right, we'll take our break here. You're listening to the David Smith Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? 
that a joyful heart makes like medicine. If you've got a better joke than these, you can call and tell me, but it's got to be a better joke. How do groups of angels greet each other? Ready for this one? Halo, halo, halo. Come on, like halo. Come on. You don't like that one? Oh, come on. Which servant of God was the most flagrant lawbreaker in the Bible? Moses. He broke all Ten Commandments at once. See, because he threw down the tap. Where was Solomon's temple located? Do you know that one? On the side of his head. What? That's a legend. How does Moses make his coffee? He brews it. Okay. How do we know that there were automobiles in Jesus' time? Do you know this one? It's an old one. It's very simple. Because the Bible says that all the disciples went out and were in one accord. Did you hear about the dial-up prayer service they have for atheists now? Did you hear about that? You dial the number, it rings and rings and rings, and nobody answers. Spoon! <laughs> okay. Somebody's going to dislike this one, but this is silly, so just relax. Take a deep breath. Are you going to tell me life's so serious? I mean, are you not just sick of everything that's going around? Take a deep breath and think about this. Who, who, who are Gumby's favorite Bible characters? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I said Gumby. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abend-ago. Abend-ago. Thank you very much. Ah, who was the smartest man in the Bible? Smartest man in the Bible. Abraham, because he knew a lot. Come on. That's good. All right, here, we'll get to the best ones, then we'll quit. On the ark, Noah got milk from the cows. What did he get from the ducks? Quackers. All right, that's not that good. What animal could Noah not trust? You should know this. I've told you this before. What is it? What animal could Noah not trust? The a lion. No, the cheetah. The cheetah. Which which Bible character had no parents? Joshua, son of Nun. There you go. See, because it's N U N. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. You know, it really is a fun day Monday. We're having a lot of fun, uh, even though the very first two teachings were like, I can't do much about that. Uh, we go where the word takes us. That's where you go. People, Some people like it. Some people don't get anything about that either. Here you go. In the Old Testament, nah, I'm not going to do that one. Whose wife warned him to have nothing to do with Jesus? There you go. Whose wife warned him not to have anything to do with Jesus? If you think you know the answer, 972 you can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase dart, 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 org. Dart, dart, org. <laughs> Maybe we should start calling it dart instead of dart. You see, there's 145 pages. <laughs> this is all I can tell you. <clears throat> My daughter said, well, what's it on? I said, well, it's on strategic Christian ministry. Well, it's on strategic Christian ministry that has to do with radio. What is it? strategic Christian ministry that has to do with radio and radio enhancement? And, radio. and by the time I was done telling her, I thought, I better nail that down into a very, very succinct statement. 
it's about strategic ministry, period. Okay, there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, the trivia question. I know we have one. Hold on. It's uh, whose wife warned him to have nothing to do with Jesus? Again, if you think you know the answer, there are a couple ways to get in touch with us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, before we do anything else, I'm going to send you to the website. And on the website, there's many cool things, free brochures, best price in the world is free, podcast information, there's cards, there's bumper stickers, but it's also a place to give. And as you guys know, things are a little tight, a little tight. <laughs> Just going to leave it there. Uh, so if you can give, great. If not, don't worry about it. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Oh, I love it. It's so good. It's great. It's great. Anyway, uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock, ding, ding. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. Thank you for your prayers. Oh, you got it. You know, and I won't stop praying until I until I know everything is 100%, and even then I'm not going to stop praying for you, so it doesn't matter. Amen. It's Amen. still uh, it's it's healing. It's on a slow burn, <laughs> but the spirit's moving and working. It's going good. Amen. All right, Amen. here you go. Here's a classic. Whose wife warned him to have nothing to do with Jesus? My memory says, and the spirit says, Thomas wife. That is correct. Pontius Pilate's wife said, no, no, sir, don't do it. And, uh, you know, that didn't stop him from doing what he wasn't supposed to do. But excellent job, you know, although that does tell you the Lord speaks to our spouses in, in ways we don't, you know, it's like maybe he should have listened. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, he, he, defended, he defended our Savior, so I, I think he's in pretty good standing. But we'll see how it all works out. Not our judgment, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, there's a lot of rumors of what happened to him afterwards about him wringing his hands in a mental institution. I don't know if that's true or not. It's a great legend, but bottom line is he was a, a character in a play that he really didn't want to be cast in. And he should, he should have listened to his wife. That's all I'm going to say. I listen to my wife. I know what's good for me. <laughs> well, you got two parts to one, and one of them's got to listen to the other or answer to the other one, so... Yeah, you got to get along. That's the main thing. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. One mind, right. one accord. You got it. All right, brother. God bless you. Uh, God bless you guys. We appreciate you. All right. Appreciate you. you too. Bye-bye. Brother Ace, always a privilege. Okay. Uh, we do have some history. We are going to cover it. Uh, am I missing anything thus far? Uh, nothing there, nothing there. We did that. We did that. We got history. Da, 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 da. I need to pray for the U.S. and Ukraine. Make sure we do that in the next 
No, let's do that right now because I don't. I don't hate putting it off and thinking I forgot. I don't. I just dislike that. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and Lord, I'm not going to stop praying for our country or for Ukraine. I certainly pray for peace, and everybody in our audience pray for peace there because it's just something about it just makes me aware that something can happen drastic bad fast and i just there's a part of me that gets concerned about that please make their bring peace there so that uh so that bad and drastic fast does not take place and for our country which is so divided that that we possibly just possibly like the children of israel did come with humble spirits before you gather before you, surrender before you, and acknowledge you, that at that point you might pour your grace upon us before this nation evades your graciousness through sin. Help us to stop sinning as a nation, please. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, That's a lot of territory covered there, you know, if you think about it. (laughs) Help the nation stop sinning. Wow. You know, it's pretty broad. All right, let's do history now. So let's do let's go All right, on the positive side today, uh, National Bald Eagle Day, which is great, uh, unless you really like hair. But, I mean, for the eagle, probably doesn't care, probably not as vain as people. Uh, it is uh, National Hike with a Geek Day. Does that not just sound like an oxymoron by itself? <laughs> Am I missing something here? Like a jumbo shrimp thing here? Uh, people don't really do a lot of hiking, but okay. Ice cream soda day. Yes, 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 yes right. And then vanilla milkshake day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 1782, the Great Seal of the United States. The U.S. adopted the steel, the steel, the seal bearing a spread eagle with the motto "E pluribus unum," which means "out of many, one." That's what it means. Okay. Boy, if we can get back to that. 1877, the first telephone service is installed. 1877, and the next day, the first complaint is filed. <laughs> I'm kidding, but it's funny. <laughs> Right? This isn't working. <laughs> you know that happened like right away. Uh, 1975. Oh, was this a moment? On June 20th, 1975, the movie Jaws was released. I went and saw that with Stuart Levenbaum. Uh, terrified uh, us of the deep, uh, reduced beach attendance in 1975 was directly attributed to the movie. <laughs> like, uh, Jaws established a tradition, a summer blockbuster action moving pack. Here's something a lot of people don't know. I promise you only a few people on the planet know this. Once you hear this, you will be smarter for knowing it. My grandfather, who developed the gear system for the battleship Hope, that's the same gear system they used in the shark. Now, he did it for a company, so he didn't get any money for it. But he, he was the one who designed it. That didn't stop me from screaming like a little girl when the little head popped out of the thing uh, on, on the movie. I'm just <laughs> okay. Now, every time I watch a, any kind of movie that could be potentially scary, I hold in my hand the remoteth. That's 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 wise. Okay. 
All right, we did that. We did that. We covered that. Let's get into the text. Here's this thing. And it's funny because we just prayed for Ukraine, right? And we prayed for the United States and we prayed for one another. Listen to this next text. It's really kind of an interesting element in verse 2. The Israelites separated themselves from the foreigners. They confessed their own sin and the sins of their ancestors. Okay? I find that interesting because you uh, are supposed to confess your sins. Okay, I don't, I, look at. Uh, I want to clear something up because there's a, a, a teacher in Texas that is trying to go too far the opposite way, of saying well, you never have to confess anything and blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, that's just dumb. Just I just I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care if he's Dr. Fahrenheit. It doesn't matter. It's dumb. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all your sins are covered. Okay, there's it's not covered up to the point of your confession. It's covered your entire life through. But in the sanctification process, when you sin, if you don't confess it, it sits within you, and it festers, and it creates problems. And so that's where James comes in and says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed, because unconfessed sin will not send you to eternal hell, but will destroy your current life. And it's not that that confession will, in fact, reach to the level of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, but it is that that confession will empty out that yuck. Uh, I mean, I hate to use this. Nah, okay, well. Uh, it's like it's like a, a, an infection in a sore. It's like, you know, it might not kill you, but it's going to leave a mark and it's going to leave a scar and it's got to get out of you and you need to take the right medicine, gospels, for that. And so you get that stuff out of you. And David, who was more, it would seem, it would be fair to say he's as much, if not more, a Christian or a believer than many of most. He confessed to himself that I held my sin within me. I didn't say anything about it. It sapped me like the strength, uh, like summer sapped somebody uh, in the middle of the day. Uh, it takes the strength away. He said, I confess my sin and I found relief. That's what it's about. It's not that that's going to save you. It's going to help you. And that's what's so important. And this confession these people did, listen to this, was not just for their own sins. They confessed everything. We pray for the nation. We're confessing our own sins. I mean, you look at, you have this portion of Nehemiah. Ezra did the same thing. It's like you get to come before the Lord and say, forgive us as a nation. Forgive us as a people. We've slaughtered 300 million babies. Hey, forgive us because it's a mess and we need your forgiveness. And you get to speak on on behalf of others. And I want you to, I kind of want you to get that maybe better than I'm going to communicate it. Because when we come back, I'm going to show you something that you've maybe never seen before about confession. Kind of a real interesting little thing that the Lord recently showed me. I don't want you to go freaking out on me. It It doesn't save you in the context of it's the blood of Christ that saves you, but it does give you access to salvation because with the heart, the mouth believes, or with the heart, the, uh, the, the person believes, with the mouth, they, mouth they confess, and then between the believing and the confessing, a person's saved. That means that confession is very important. We'll see how important when we get back. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
What is the David Spoon experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college, a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, what, what? keeps the earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a half degree, uh, you know, a rotation uh, from the moon and from the, the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese in a wheel. <laughs> One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with, uh, with uh, the moon and the sun. And without it, the earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the, 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened, you know, you would know that's the end, although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the, the psalmist is saying. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if there, the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't, doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge. And a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by. But God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I wish all of our Monday shows could be this fun. Ha! Here's your trivia question. Who did the Apostle Paul think of as his son? Who did the Apostle Paul think of as his son? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david 
at hemustincrease.org. I don't think we missed any. Did we miss anything? We should be pretty solid, right? Yeah, as far as we know? Okay. Uh, okay, so pray for me. I'm just telling people up ahead of time, I've got these next two weeks that are going to be very uh, – I, t- I warned my wife. This is when you know – when I'm telling Noel, okay, look, I see what's set before me, and some of it is real doable, and some of it's real mountainous. And uh, so if I'm not the best guy in the next two weeks, so, I, so she's got – you know, she's been warned. And I'm just warning you guys is, is, is the more I get into it, it's going to be like – Nothing I'm going to want to do more than to finish this. I want to be done. Uh, so you're going to keep me in prayer so that I don't, you know, what's the word we're looking for? So that I don't explode unnecessarily. Okay, that would be. That's why this, this show is a ministry for me. It's like a relief. It's like a place of grace for me as well. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, so the trivia question, got somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, the trivia question, uh, what was the trivia question? Uh, who did the Apostle Paul think was his son? Again, you have uh, about three, four, five seconds if you want to text the answer in, because somebody's already on call to answer it, but that would be 214-210-8483 if you want to text it in. Uh, send them on through. Knock, knock, ding, ding. This is David. Who am I talking to? Cordelia. Hi, how are you? Fine, thank you. And I do have a request after I answer the question. Okay, how are you feeling, by the way? How are how are, how's, uh, oh, how are you feeling physically? Thank you. I'm feeling great. Thank you for praying for me. I did have a very swollen ankle for three days, but the splinter did finally come out. I didn't even know there was a splinter in there. And um, I, it was very interesting because the other day as I was walking, the Lord... I I noticed that I had a bruise from where the uh, bee had stung me, and the Lord said, "Well, you have a bruised heel, and but you know, the woman shall wound his head, but you know, he will bruise the foot." So I was thinking, "Wow, what a sign!" That's cool. <laughs> so that, that was interesting. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's yeah. great. All right, let's do the trivia first, okay? Who did sure, the, who did the Apostle Paul think of as his son? Timothy. That is correct. Timothy. You are right. He thought of Timothy as his son. Apparently he had a few stomach issues. As you get into the passages, you get to know, use a little wine for night off and infirmities. Well, I wouldn't blame him because he was in charge of a pretty big area and probably would have been stressed out a little bit. So, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. All right. What can we do? What can we pray for? Or what is it else you'd like to share? We'd love to hear it. Um, Joy and I just um, finished coming back from a funeral. And uh, my friend Jan, who I work for and has a grandson and actually... Um, I know him real well, too, and um, in fact, he wrote me a wonderful letter last year when I gave him the gift for his birthday, but he committed suicide, uh, and um, she is really grieving, and and I just don't get it. That He was such a sweet boy, but I don't know why he did that. He was only 15 years old, and uh, so if you could be praying for him and his brother Aiden. Yeah, and, let's pray um, for their family. Let's pray for all of them, okay, as well as for the people, because that's just a that's just a really hard thing. Can we do that? Sure, let's, thank you. Let's pray. 
Father, we come before you right now. We worship you and we thank you. Such a hard thing when somebody does that. They're, they're in despair. They don't have a sense of hope. And so the people that are around, they also are feeling a great sense of despair. We ask you in the name of Jesus that you would speak hope, speak life, speak a new day coming and a new star rising so that people will not lose hope. Because without hope, there's no, no, no way to go on. There's no way to go forward. There's no way to push. And Lord, so we pray for the people that went through this process, that attended, that are part of it, that know the family and the family themselves. That as much grief has come, that there could be joy that comes out of that. Because after the darkness, there's always light. And we ask you to bring light and, and a joy and a hope out of the hardness and out of the pain. And bring your healing power into their hearts. Let them not be hopeless, but let them find hope. Pray for Cordelia and her soft spirit and the way that she communicates. And she's a representative of yours. And we ask you to bless her, encourage her, and strengthen her to be a voice of hope. And we just thank you for her and thank you for the grace and the work that you're doing in all of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. you right. I, God bless I you. Ask one more question. Yeah, could you pray for their salvation too? Because I don't think they know the Lord. You any got of it. them. So they, they're Catholics, but you pray for it. them to know the Lord. Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you. God bless. Okay. Bye bye. Have a great day. You okay. too. Bye. You can tell her and Joy and her sisters, can't you? You can just hear that little <laughs> slight. In my family, my brother, he's, I mean, we sound a little bit alike. I sound better than he does in music. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't sing. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Are you kidding? All right. I just had to say that. Uh, all right. Let me finish this thing off. This is really uh, kind of fascinating. I just want you to see if you can follow. I, I'm going to mess it up, but I'll do my best. So we did that. We did the trivia. Okay. Got a chance to pray for people. And just be praying for one another. You guys should know. this. That's a burden. And she's carrying that burden. Help her carry that burden. Uh, Nehemiah 9.3, the book of the law of the Lord their God was read to them for about three hours. Did you hear that? It was read for about three hours. Okay, everybody complaining about long services? The book of the law of the Lord was read to them for about three hours. Then for three more hours, they took turns confessing their sins and worshiping the Lord their God. So I want to point something out that's superbly important. I will not do a great job of this. You'll just have to bear with me. But there is a direct connection between confession and salvation. Okay, we already know that. Okay, there's not, that's not a, a shock or anything. The scripture says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So the mouth is involved in that, that, that profession, that confession part. Here you see that for about three hours they were listening to the law of the Lord. Okay, that's the that's the the study part. That's the word part. And then for the next three hours they were taking turns confessing and worshiping. And I don't think it's accidental that the that the process of confessing, getting uh, cleansed, and worshiping the Lord are right next to each other. There is something about the power of confession. Again, these people, these guys are confessing to taking turns, but their their primary place of confession is to the Lord. And the idea is don't try to hold something.
something back from God. He already knows what's inside of you. He knows when you're afraid. He knows when you're hurting. He knows when you're upset. He knows when you're angry. He knows all of that. There's nothing he doesn't know. He still chose you. You're still his. He still loves you. But when you come before the Lord and you empty out, that's just the phrase I'm using, you empty out. There is this worship process that takes place because you've laid it all on the line and you're just looking to the Lord saying, help me. That is a powerful form of worship. And so what I want you to see is that confession is not just connected to salvation, which it is. It's also connected to a form of worship. And that doesn't mean that you have to go around telling everybody everything you've ever done. Nobody is saying that. But before the Lord, lay it out, empty out, empty yourself out. That does two things. That holds nothing back from the Lord, and it makes you in a position for him to fill you with himself. Because there's nothing blocking. It's a very powerful tool. Just so you can know, when they did this as a nation, which is why I pray for us to confess our sins as a nation, they got on track. It's like, eh, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks. Okay. All right. Good Monday. I hope this has been a blessing for many of you. You guys are always a blessing for me. So I just want to tell you I appreciate you. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.